Hello, everyone. My name is Jean Gallagher, founder of Discover Rising Tides, and welcome to Discover Rising Tides, How the Outside Makes the Inside Better, where we explore the importance of the outdoors in maintaining life balance. And through this series, we'll be talking with women business owners to understand their journey. And today, I am excited to introduce again, <laughs> Jana Nixa. Hi, Jana. How are you? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you? Oh, I'm so excited for this. This is Jana part two, Yay. <laughs> because we were so busy talking about your business and we really didn't get to talk about the outside. And I think that we probably weren't supposed to until today. You know what? I think that just sounds so perfect as, as things do when we let go and just let it happen as it should. Right. <laughs> I think so. Yes, definitely. So give us a quick bio and then we're going to talk just briefly about just to remind people and remind the listeners about what you do, why you do and how you do. And then let's, let's dive in. Okay. So I'm a little bit long-winded, right? Cause it's oh, welcome to the team. <laughs> I did 20 years in sales. So I like to talk, but I'm going to try to make this as quick as possible. So I am Jana Nixa, the authentic sales coach. And so I spent 21 years as a top performing sales executive in actually the medical industry. And it's so funny because I had to do a lot of really, when I became a coach, like looking at what did I do that was so different, right? Because after I sort of figured out my way, um, no matter where I went, no matter what I sold, no matter who I was talking to, like it just worked. And so I had to trace it back to this point of like, what was that? Cause it didn't start out that way. Like I was crying daily for about <laughs> two years. Like, what have I done? I'm so far from home. I don't know anybody. This is terrible. And then all of a sudden I really just decided, and there was a lot of different parameter, like things that came into this decision, but obviously what they taught me about how to sell wasn't working for me at all. Um, and so I decided to do it my way. And that was a big turning point in my career. And so, you know, years and years later, I realized that so many people have a lot of blocks around sales. Like, ew, I don't want to be sleazy. Ugh, I don't want to be that person. I don't want to manipulate people. And so I felt like, gosh, there's really, there's an opportunity here because I was able to do this for so, you know, I think I've tallied up over 40,000 sales calls and I, I never had to do that. I had never had to be that used car sleazy salesperson. And so part of my calling, which maybe we can get into, is to help people, um, particularly female entrepreneurs, learn to, to, you know, share who they are, what they're about, who they serve, why they do what they do, mm -hmm. um, without feeling any of that, just to be able to like, do it clearly, confidently and concisely. And so that's with integrity, really what I do with integrity. Yeah, there's mm -hmm. no reason you know, one of the big things I tell people is like, you shouldn't have to convince anybody of anything. It's not about that. Like when you show up and you hold space for another person, especially like on a discovery call or, you know, these scenarios where you have very intimate conversations, there's, there's no convincing or manipulation that needs to, you, know, you just need to be there for that person and hear them. And when they feel that, that's where the magic is mm. not backing somebody into a corner or, 
you know, manipulating them, like only three spots left or, you know, whatever, all of these things. So many coaches have been trained that that's the way I'm here to break up those patterns and let people lean more into who they are mm-hmm. so they can do it their way and not the way. Mm, I like that their way and not the way. And, and that takes courage and, yeah. and vulnerability to, to be able to say it's okay to be different and it's okay to figure out what works better for you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so just a quick recap too, how do you help people and how does that work? So I mo- mostly work with coaches, consultants, and healers, service-based entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in their sales process. So everything from messaging, because I think, again, we're just programmed with like, this is how you have to say it. It needs to be 10K in 10 days and, you know, whatever <laughs> it is. And, and it doesn't have to be that way. So I help people really lean in to one of my big questions I ask is let's say you've got a million dollars in the bank. So it's not about how do I need to say things? How do I get clients? How do I, you know, put something out there that they need, they want to buy and just more like, how do I really want this to look like what lights me up? Mm. And so we really start there, but then that sort of, um, vibe is, is all throughout their sales process, right? So that they really get to just be them. Hmm. And, and that's really the biggest gift we, we, to me, there's, there's two big things we can really do. And one is to be who we are fully. Mm -hmm. And the other is to listen and let others be who they are fully. And so that's a big part of, of what I do with my clients, sort of like deprogram them from some of these these things that people think they have to do and getting so caught up in manipulation and Mm -hmm. and force and just more of a feminine approach, I guess. Mm -hmm. So as I, we were talking a little bit before we started and I had this whole page of notes based upon our last conversation, because I wanted to make sure we didn't duplicate or we talked further on and I'm throwing them away and we're, we're going to talk about something different or we're, we really, let's, I really want to take the time to talk about the, the outdoors and the nature part, because something that you just said too is really important. And I think that if we're going to be authentic with ourselves, or it's important to also talk to people about what does life look outside of the, of the work hours and what is that? And how do we show up authentically for ourselves in order to show up authentically for our job or our business? And how important is that? And how does that connect to functioning of what we do? Oh my gosh, so much, so much there. You know, I wouldn't be here today doing this. I would have never left my successful sales career had it not been connecting and coming home to a bigger part of something Mm. bigger than me. You know, I didn't even know what it was at the time. And a lot of that was getting in nature and, and going for walks and just reestablishing a connection that I don't need, I don't, I'm sure at some point I had, but lost long ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, whether it's meditation or practicing mindfulness or, you know, being out in nature, I just, I love 
this idea of freedom, like you just said, like, let's not go with the plan. Like, let's just do what feel, you know, follow that inspiration, follow that joy and that happiness. And being in nature for me is one of the quickest ways to reconnect with that in a world that's telling you, you have to do it this way. And, you know, all the shoulds and your to-do lists and all of these things, you know, you get back into that connection mm-hmm. with nature. It just, it just lends itself for you to connect more with yourself and just truths start bubbling up, you know, out of nowhere. And that is really the way I want to co-create my business. I don't want to do it like somebody else's. You know, I don't want to model my success. Exactly. I know the whole quote of like success leaves clues, mm-hmm. which I understand. And I get that, but I think we've taken that way too far into mm-hmm. this whole like plug and play, you know, this is what you need to do in order to be successful. And to me, you know, it's really coming back home to yourself mm-hmm. and connecting. That's going to make you more successful. So you mentioned lost and in the process of being lost or the process of losing a connection, I think it might be important to just take a, take a moment to talk about because it happens without us knowing we're so busy. We're so on the the hamster wheel, wheel and we're so entrenched in hitting those goals or hitting those markers do we we do we really even realize that we're we've lost what we really need I didn't know you know sort of like a fish swimming in water like we don't even know like Mm -hmm. what we're what we're not connected to what we are connected to until we sort of step outside of that and then it really becomes apparent right um I think so much of our society is still asleep mm-hmm. and they don't, they don't know that they're just going, like you said, on the hamster wheel, just so busy that they don't create, they don't even value having space, first mm-hmm. of all, to even know that there's something else to come home to. It and takes just, more effort to make space on your calendar for yourself than it does to make space on your calendar for a job or business responsibility. For sure. For sure. And for me, you know, this happened while I was still in, in my sales job and in corporate America. And I had checked all the boxes of what it means to be successful, even down to like having my second child, you know, I was like, okay, I'm all done. Now all we need is the dog, which we have now, you know, and it's like, and I felt empty. And I'm just so grateful to have explored that because I think a lot of people feel that and they numb it out or they, you know, sort of talk themselves out of it. Whereas I just finally was brought to my knees and just like, okay, what there's more, I, there's gotta be more. And that's really what began my journey of, of where I am today. I, I would not be here had I not actually listened <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's really difficult because you do, you have to get, you, for me, I'm such an achiever and such a go-getter action taker person, but I reached the end of my list. Mm-hmm. I had the great job, the house, the husband, the kids. And I was like, uh-oh, 
I don't, I'm lost now. And so I, that's when, you know, nature came into my life. That's when meditation came into my life. Like I needed other ways to fill my cup because all the ways that I was told or programmed or whatever Mm -hmm. to the happiness and success, it wasn't it. And so you kind of have to take that road, the road less traveled at that point. And sad to say, back then, I didn't even know about the coaching industry. Like I was sort of on my own. I mean, this was 2012, Mm -hmm. 2013 maybe 2014 when I had Evie, my second um, little girl, I was just like doing it all on my own, just sort of figuring out my way. So I don't know if your audience can relate with that, but I'm just so grateful now that we do have coaches and, and, and people out there to sort of help you um, lean in. Cause I th- yeah, I think that that really was a con- is a common theme for, for many people because there were, it was not, normal mainstream to reach out to and ask for help for somebody in whatever avenue of your personal or business life to reach out to a coach for that it wasn't it wasn't normal to do that you just you just had to withstand and and power through that and so when you started to you started to realize that you needed to be in nature and go outside what did that look like for you and how has that developed and changed? And what difference did, did it make for you? Well, I think it started first with just walks, just me on walks. And it just gave me that time to just breathe and reflect and connect. And, you know, I didn't know at the time what I know now about nature and the vibration and, you know, being barefoot in the grass and all of the magical things. It was just me really just following my intuition and it didn't make sense. And I like what it, you said. Can I interrupt you for just a second? Yeah, I really like what you said, just walks because it's not complicated. You know, where COVID came and everybody, I didn't, everybody and their brother brought a Peloton. Right. Right. So there's, there's nothing, there's nothing about outside when you're sitting on a Peloton and it's all just very, um, programmed Mm -hmm. and complicated and pressure driven, interesting message there, but just walks is so simple. It is, you know, and I think speaking of programs, I think we are programmed that it needs to be more, it needs to be more complicated. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that, that was all it was. And then that turned into more meditation, right? Whether it was a walking meditation or meditation at home, meditation outside, um, but just a way for me, it makes me emotional, like just to, to really know thyself. Mm -hmm. And I didn't, I, up until that point, I thought I knew me, but I really didn't because I remember the question all those years of what's your hobbies? What do you like to do? And I hated that question because I didn't have a lot. Like, I'm like, like hanging out with friends, um, you know, shopping. I really didn't have anything. It just felt so empty. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that was sort of the beginning of me 
you know, now I love that question. I'm like, how much time do you have? <laughs> you know, but back, it, it was, it was really embarrassing. It was, I remember it being like a point of like anxiety. Cause I'm like, this is really sad. It, but it's so normal, especially if you're working on a, if you're um, working extremely hard or you're in a very highly driven environment to not have any outside interests other than because all you do is you get up, you work, you go to bed, you get up, you work, and somewhere in between you have a couple of meals. Yeah. So there isn't time or brand bandwidth to develop a hobby. And then all of a sudden you retire or stop working and you have no practiced interests or no habits outside of your work environment and you're really lost or you're no longer defined by anything. Right. And in that, you know, that, that is a state, unfortunately, I think a lot of people still live in mm -hmm. and until you really be still and answer that call of there's, you know, it started with, there's just more for you, Jana, there's more for you. And I just started listening and as much as we want it, like where okay, well, here's all the steps. This is exactly how it's going to look. And here's where you're going to be. You know, it was, it was truly like breadcrumbs. Like, okay, well, that's the next thing. Okay. Well, that's the next. And then I started to get a message. Like there's more, you need to help people, you know? And that was another year long journey of like, how, I don't even know. Like it just, you know, but, but that's sort of the way this process from what I understand and have talked to many, many people that it just sort of works that way. And it's just really that willingness to go to, to, to be, mm -hmm. and then things start to unfold and you can't force it. It's sort of like a flower, right? You can't like make it bloom. Like it just sort of happens <laughs> as it, as it needs to in the time. And you're just, your job is just to, to be, mm -hmm. and then it, it's, it just expands, but for me personally, and for anybody else out there, that's like, Oh, so I, that was really tough. And it still is, you know, <laughs> it still is, especially with my business, like, because so many of us, whether it's just innate in us, which I think for me, a lot of it is, but it's also learned. It's just, it's all about taking action. It's all about moving. It's all about go, 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 go hustle culture. Like the early <laughs> bird catches the worm and I've had to really reprogram myself around that and the the uh, the bird that's been outside catches the worm <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly and so you know you flash forward to now so that was a long process you know what 10 years um but now from all the different things I've read it all makes sense like how magical it is out there and why I mean that's our true vibration I mean that's mm -hmm. really where we're meant to be and, you know, or whether you're walking barefoot in the grass or just sun, like, I didn't know how activating it is for us, mm -hmm. but I mean, there's so much to it now. And so many beautiful studies, you know, my background's in science and I'm hugely spiritual now, but, you know, I still love to see like, yes, it all is the same. Like it used to be, you know, you had science over here and spirituality over here and now it's like a circle like they kind of are two sides of the same coin and mm -hmm. I just love that so 
you know, and I love to share that with my clients too, because I feel like I attract a lot of clients that are also, you know, more of that logically minded. And when they can see how these things actually, it's not just a tree hugger, you know, like I literally <laughs> hug trees now, like I do <laughs> because I know now that there's benefits to that. And, um, it's just really interesting how, you know, coming full circle, um, how the science is now supporting something that I just sort of intuitively knew I needed at one mm -hmm. point. So the last three weeks, well, three weeks in June, now that we're in July, um, I spent in Maine on our property and it rained a ton. I have never, I grew up there, never seen so much rain in my life in one month and it's still raining. <laughs> However, I could have cared less because I worked part-time. I chose when I worked, but I was barefoot most of the time. And I've realized that here where I am in California, it's so June. June was pretty temperate for this time of year, but right now it's hundred degrees. It's really hard to go barefoot when it's hundred degrees. It's really hard. <laughs> and, and so just, just the act of being barefoot, but also we were outside most of the time. We were living in our airstream on our property as we build. And so we're outdoors a lot. And so when I came home, I've, I've had this adjustment before, but when I, when I came back to California, I felt, um, I felt kind of stuck and I realized it's because I've been inside <laughs> and I needed to be outside and you're just, your, your body and your existence gets used to physically being outdoors with the only ceiling are the trees and the sky and what a difference that makes. Exactly. It's kind of like, you know, I did, um, the whole 30 a long time ago. What um, is that? It's, it's where you just eat whole foods, like oh, okay. actual real food. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. I know, but you know, the contrast of it was, I didn't realize I had issues with dairy. I didn't realize I had issues with, you know, gluten, I guess maybe, I don't know. But the point is like, when you don't have it, you notice, mm -hmm. you know, and so that's what's so hard for a lot of people. If you don't get to experience that contrast, like if you don't take it away and then try to reintroduce it mm -hmm. or whatever it may be, you don't even realize that there's an issue, you know, it's just mm -hmm. normal. And so it's so great that you have that contrast where you can notice where so many other people just think this is who I am. This is just how it is. Because yeah. And then it. it's easy to forget that you felt that way, unless you continue to incorporate the positive thing into your situation. Exactly. And you do in that. I'm glad you said that. Cause that's another thing I wanted to touch on being the doer that I am, you know, my self-care routine for about maybe a year ago, I was realizing it became another to do. Mm -hmm. It wasn't about the experience of it. It was, did I get it done? Mm -hmm. And so I had to like reel it back in again. And so, you know, that's where I think so much of this, you know, being in nature, but just self-care in general, you really have to um, continuously check in 
because mm-hmm. it's sort of like the person who works out super hard and then sits around and drinks beer and eats pizza all day. Like you're, you, it doesn't work that way. And so, you know, whether it's like you did and you said, I'm not going to do the notes, I'm just going to roll with it. Mm-hmm. Or it's me like, you know what, the rest of the day, I'm just going to do me. And I'm going to take you, know, it's just that constant checking in with yourself. It's not just a one and done thing in the morning. It really has to, you have to be really connected with who you are and what your needs are in that moment. Maybe it isn't to write another email. Maybe it is to go for a walk. Maybe it is to go sit in the sun Mm -hmm. or just put your feet in the grass. But, you know, I was starting to treat some of my self-care because I was like, oh, I know this. I do this. This is who I am. You know, it became another thing and not the thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so, so let's talk about that. You know, don't do another email, go outside, but that also can't be identified with procrastination. Mm. So, so there's this fine line in the sand or the dirt in your bare feet. There's a fine line. There's a fine line in the sand that says, I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to go fluff off for the rest of the day because I think that's what I need versus doing it because you should. Right. Yes. how, how, how would people identify or how would people really say, well, here, this is not procrastination. This is necessary versus I'm just fluffing off because I don't want to do those four things on my list. Well, asking for a friend. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Well, a couple of things come to mind. You know, the biggest thing I tell my clients, whether we're talking, because this could also be applied to fear right? Sure. Okay. There's a difference between like not in alignment with me and how I want to run my business and fear the discomfort, right? And it's Mm -hmm. all about discernment. And so again, it's really having that conscious decision-making of, you know, what really is the highest good for all right now, you know, myself, my clients, my business. Mm -hmm. And so I seriously doubt your higher self um, is going to say it's watching Netflix and chilling all day, right? But sometimes it really is, you know, taking that pause, taking that afternoon, you know, like um, taking my kids to the pool or whatever it may be to, to just, but you have to know, you have to develop that communication with that part of you so that not only do you, can you, do you have the clarity, but you also have the trust Mm. of this is, this is the highest good for all involved. And so, um, it's one of those things where once you start to open up that channel of communication and that, that relationship, that's always there. It's just whether or not you want to listen and, and knowing when, when that voice is, is that higher voice versus, you know, the ego saying, yeah, you don't want to do that because, and, and there's a different energy to it. Does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. And so when you're coaching people and you're integrating this thought process within the coaching piece too, because you're, you're not only telling them how to be better in their sales part, but how to be better in their full business piece as well. Do you see any patterns of maybe pushback or any patterns of 
um, processing that people struggle with when they're trying to incorporate an outdoors piece or taking care of yourself piece into their busy day? Do you find that they're, they're really hesitating to take it on out of fear also, or for whatever reason? Yes, I do. Um, this is probably not going to sound super loving, but it's my truth. <laughs> they're like, I don't have time. And I'm like, uh, you know, <laughs> if you don't have time to love on you, then what kind of life are you living? Mm. So I'm kind of a hard, you know what, when it comes to that, because we all have the same amount of time in a day. And really it's all about prioritization and choices. So and if you don't have enough time to love on you, say it again. I said, if you don't have enough time to love on you, then what mm-hmm. kind of life are you leading? Mm. And you know, when they push, I'm like, then get up because I'm a big morning person. So it's easy for me to say, but I'm like, then get up 20 minutes earlier, you know, and start your day with that morning sunrise walk or, you know, out in, in nature, meditating or whatever it may be, because we have to, we have to make that time Mm -hmm. and there's really no, and it, it takes them a bit because you have to unwind the winding that I feel like we all go through of, you have to do X amount of things in a day and you have to do this, this, and this, and this. And, you know, but you, as you unwind and open up, all it takes is a few ahas mm. in those spaces. And then people are like, oh, I see now that I'm co-creating this whole thing. And the more I spend time in my being, the more effective my doing is. So Mm. I can do, 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 and run my circles, or I can be, and then gather, center, connect. And then I do from that space. And that's what moves mountains. Because otherwise we just hustle ourselves into total burnout. And so it, it takes a little bit of that hard, you know, tough love at first for them because, um, yeah, I'm, I am so not concerned about that extra 20 minutes that you're going to get of sleep and far more concerned about you making that connection so that you can start to see how this will translate into your life and how it shows up in so many different ways. Mm-hmm. Mm, I love that. I love that. And it's, it's not easy to break habits. No, it's, it's really what I have found in my life and many of my clients is it's it's really tough to do 99% of something, but when you just do, when you do a hundred percent of it, in other words, you just, you have an identity shift, right? Mm. Like you're no longer the person that does it 99% of the time. Like you're the person that this is the person that does the thing, right? Um, I'll never forget a coach was saying, um, he used the example of smoking cigarettes. Like there's far more power if somebody offered you a cigarette and you go, no, thanks. I don't smoke. Like that's a new identity, right? Versus no, thanks. I'm trying to quit. Mm. So that's that 99%, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to quit. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other person, a hundred percent is like, I don't smoke. And so when that, that is a big, big part of breaking habits 
is identifying and fully with the person that I am the person that gets up at five 30 in the morning. I am the person that moves my body every day. I am the person and not, I'm trying to be that person. Ooh, like that's yeah. who you are. And it's far easier to break habits when we commit fully to mm-hmm. a new identity mm. of who we really want to be and not we're trying. In fact, I'm almost to the point where I don't even want to hear that word. Like even my kids, I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear try. Like, I don't want to hear try. Um, because if you really want something to be different, then you have to be different. Mm. And not just some of the time, but if that's something you want, you have to do it no matter. It's like brushing your teeth. It's a non-negotiable. And that's, oh, <laughs> Oh, that's funny. And so thank you. I like, that's funny. Um, <laughs> but what's, what, what's interesting is that, you know, if somebody is going to you as a coach for their business and they're wanting to change their sales process or learn how to be better at what they're doing, you're going to require, require that mm-hmm. they change what they're doing in order to be better at what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, so there's really, that 100%, right? If you want to make changes to your business, I'm your, you hired me as your coach and I'm going to tell you that your sales process can be improved. If you do this and this and this differently, more authentically, people are going to go, that's going to be really hard, but okay. Because I've asked you to do this. But if you said to somebody, you need to not just look at your business life, but how you are with yourself and your being, you need to make these other changes in these shifts. They're going to go, I can try to do that. So from the business side, they're like, sure, absolutely. Jana, you, that's why you're here. I'm going to do this. But if you suggest it on the personal side, they can be like, well, okay, I'll try, but I have all these other things going on. Do you see that? I do. And unfortunately, you know, we all have our different motivations to change, Mm -hmm. right? Sometimes it is personal. Sometimes it is your business, but you know, it really is important. If it's something that I say often, and I don't even know where this came from, but if nothing changes, nothing changes. Right. Yes. Yes. And so it really is key to if you want things to be different, then you have to be the change. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to happen around you. It has to happen within you. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, whether that is, prefer, um, you know, in your personal life, or if that's within your business, like complaining about it or trying to make other people different. I mean, you're just, that's just not how it works. It's mm-hmm. an inside out thing, you know? success, happiness, all of it's an inside job. So you can spend all the time you want trying to make this person act this way and this situation go that way. But ultimately it really comes down to you making the shifts you need to make in order to experience and attract Mm. in the life that you want. So I really try to empower my clients. We spend a lot of time on this and they come to me for sales coaching, but you know, that question around 
did I say this? Or was it when I was talking to somebody earlier um, about if I already had a million dollars? Yeah. Like he, he said to me, he goes, you know, I hired you for sales coaching, but that was the most profound journaling that I've ever done because it's always been about what's the easiest, what can make me the most money, what, what makes the most sense? What, what am I easy best at? And not just if money were no object, like what would I really, really, how would I really want to show up and serve? And, you know, so we really do try to do a lot of that type of introspection. And, and the more you do that, the more you're bought into it too. Hmm. I think, I believe the more you make that connection, the more it becomes like water, like you have to have it. Mm-hmm. And so it's really just a matter of making yourself at first, right? It's sort of like brushing your teeth when you're a child. Like at first your parents brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, brush your teeth. Brush your teeth. <laughs> but then eventually it just becomes an extension of who you are. Mm-hmm. And so all of that, those growing pains to develop a new habit or to stop something or to start something new, it's just temporary. If you can get through those growing pains mm. of doing it differently, then you come out the other side and you see, oh, this is so much better. But then that makes that sets you up for the next time because you're like, I've been here. I know what this looks like. I can do it again. And I know that once I cross through, it'll be that much better. So to answer your question very long-windedly, um, it takes some, some staying on them at first to get them to buy in. Mm-hmm. But once they, they go just far enough to begin to see how much better it can be, then they're, they're in. So it's just a matter of, of getting them to cross that first bridge. Mm, that's great. so how does how do you show up differently or how do you see your clients show up differently well for me um like we were talking about before we got on here a big thing that I've been working on is more of just being in my business checking those feelings that are coming up of is this a should or is this something I really want to do in this moment And for me, it's been a moment to moment thing, even though I have this, I don't, I don't want to say figured out, but for lack of a better word, personally, I've had this pretty well established, Mm -hmm. right? My spiritual practice connection, all these things, but building a business brought on a whole new like gamut of challenges and fears. And the only thing I've known up until, you know, um, I started this coaching business is if I needed something to happen, I was going to make it happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Like in sales, you know, if my manager said, Hey, you're X amount behind in quota, then I would just grab my list and okay, here's where I need to go. These are the appointments I'm going to boom, 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 check to check, check box done. And you know, it's all done. And so it doesn't work that way anymore. Not for me mm-hmm. anyway. I, I personally believe we're in a, a different energy now that's really um, calling us to, to check in more, mm-hmm. to not fall into the fear of doing, to do more of that being and then act. And sometimes it doesn't even make sense. So not only are you being more, you're taking action and like, okay, I guess, sure. 
But then you see, again, just like I coach my clients, as you come out the other side in the hindsight, it's like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So now that makes more sense. So, you know, it's, it's definitely an ongoing practice for me. And some days I'm better at it than others. And mm -hmm. that's where grace comes in. Mm -hmm. You know, some days I get to the end of the day and I'm kind of doing a daily review and I'm like, oh, Jana, you were way in your doing. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but that's okay. And so, you know, just constantly being present with, you know, your motivations and your intention. And then when, when you're not, when you, when you miss the mark, being able to just forgive yourself is so powerful because I think that's another trap we fall into. I did, especially in the beginning of my spiritual journey, because I would still do things and I'm like, oh, Jana, you should know better. You should know better. So now I'm not just upset about the thing I did. Now I'm equally, if not more upset about the fact that I fell for it and I should know better. So now I got another story mm -hmm. um, multi-layered on the original story. And it's, so it's just, it's really important that we forgive ourselves too, when we don't do it right right when we don't do it the way that we know is is, is the highest mm. I like that practice and grace yeah 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 it's it's not a it's it's not a one and done thing unfortunately <laughs> it hasn't been for me maybe <laughs> for others it, it's like I woke up and things were just different but for me it is an ongoing remind reminding of myself and reeling myself back in, taking that break when I need to, what is really going to serve me right now? Mm. I love that. Thank you. You're welcome. This has been fantastic. <laughs> I've been looking forward to this and I'm so glad that we were able to coordinate our calendars to make this happen. So thank you. Thank you for spending the time talking with, with me and with everybody listening. And um, I truly enjoyed this. Oh, me too. Thank you so much for having me again. And I'm so glad we could dive more into this self-care, the nature, that aspect of things, because it's equally, actually, it's more important mm -hmm. than, you know, our story and who we serve and all of those things. It's, it's the foundation and it's the place that you can always come back to mm. because I, I don't know if anybody else feels that way, but I feel like we can, we do sort of lose our way sometimes, like maybe in a launch or, you know, with my mom, who's been, you know, sick these last few months or whatever it is. And we, we, we do sort of go off the rails, but if you have that, it's like one of my spiritual teachers, like, do you need to come? And I'm like, no, I know what to do. I just need to do it. Mm -hmm. And so even those of us that have been doing this for a decade, also have to, uh-oh, what's happened? Where have I been? I'm some, sometimes I'm like, what, where have I been? I don't know if you feel that way, but I'm like, oh my gosh, this week, went by, where have I been? Exactly. Yes, <laughs> you do. You just catch yourself. But if you hadn't put the work in beforehand, you would not have caught that that was off. Right. There would be nothing to catch. Mm -hmm. You would just be continuing to spin out. Mm -hmm. So I'm just so grateful that I have a home base. So thank you. Until next time, we should do this again. Yes. <laughs>
for sure. Thank you, Jeannie. You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you so much for listening today. Today's show is sponsored by my Seaside Solutions, my financial services company. As a business owner, it's easy to be pulled in many different directions and often taking care of yourself plummets to the bottom of the list. For me, I find myself outside to reground. My time outdoors helps me manage my day more effectively and be more present for my clients. Through this, Discover Rising Tides was born. At Seaside Solutions, we truly believe that education is the foundation of financial wellness. Our primary focus is to provide guidance that is designed to help you achieve your long-term financial goals and visions. Working with a plan allows space for doing more things that you love, like being outside to make the inside better. If I can help you create or realign your plan, or if you would like to be added to my weekly newsletter, please let me know. This week's topic was five ways to set more achievable goals. Your referral means the big, beautiful world to me. And if I can help, please let me know. And thank you so much for listening and see you next time.